It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? Well, good morning. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> I've been waiting all week to do that. Uh, Y'all are lucky I did not put on a, a, a Mr. Neighbor or Mr. Roger, Mr. Neighbor, Mr. Rogers sweater. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and I am the lead pastor here at Cassidy. And I am excited to be here because we are starting a new sermon series, and it's one that I have been um, working on. And we don't want to start that again. I have been working on for a long time. Uh, and, and I mean that because I, before I even moved out here, I was already working on this sermon series. And, and all of the sermon series and all of the preaching that I have done up to this point is leading to this point. So if you're new here, welcome. This is exactly why I want you here. I'm excited that you're here. If I haven't met you, I haven't had an opportunity, I'll be outside after the worship service. Come by and say hi. I'd love to hear uh, a, a little bit about you and we could get to know each other. We could become neighbors. It would be great. Uh, if you're joining us online or via podcast, I'm excited to have you with us as well. We are starting a new series and it's Won't You Be My Neighbor? Uh, and it's based off of, uh, of a guy that you may have heard of. Uh, he's kind of famous. He's, I don't know if you know this or not, but he's kind of a big deal. Um, his name is Mr. Rogers, uh, and he had a TV show on for a long time. It's still on to this day called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, the show started in 1962 and became part of PBS in 1967. And by the early 70s, when I was a little kid, uh, Mr. Rogers was a household name for adults and children alike. Some of it was because he pushed some boundaries and, and tried to get people to connect because he saw that there was a gap, a gulf between where people were and how they could be if they related to each other. Now, for me, for, for my part, I, I, I love this idea of being a good neighbor. Um, and and I, am, I am very sad to say that I am a great bad example at being a neighbor. As a pastor, you never want to be a great bad example, but I am typically a great bad example at so many things. So I, I thought I would share this one. For 12 years, I lived in a neighborhood called Ellisville. I wasn't a pastor yet when I started uh, living in this neighborhood, but, but I was a Christ follower. And I would have said, if, if I was asked, what, what is the most important thing to do? Love God, love your neighbor, right? That, that's our thing. Yet, 
I didn't know many of my neighbors. So I, I knew the guy or the lady across the street from me because when we moved in, she came over and she was like, hey, I, I know you're a single dad because I make that pretty obvious. Um, and and if, if there's any time when your kids, because they were in elementary school and, and middle school at this point, any time that they need to come over to the house because they're locked out, anything like that, you tell them, just come, I'm home all day, just come knock on the door. If there's a problem and I'm not home, there's a key. And she, you know, so she was super helpful. And I was like, oh, that's so great. Such a good neighbor, right? And then my neighbor to the right, he, he had a lawn mowing company. He, his business was mowing people's grass. And he was like, well, for $10, I'll just mow, continue mowing my, uh, from my lawn straight into yours. And I was like, $10? I can't do this for $10 just in gas in a month. Yes, that sounds like a great idea. And so he was super helpful. And so I knew him. I knew the guy across the street from us because he was the grumpy guy. I don't know if you have a guy like this in your neighborhood. But the grumpy guy, he was a, a retired police chief, and he hated kids. And I didn't know this, and so my daughter is over there, hey, let's go sell Girl Scout cookies, knock on the door, and we get yelled at. And so right off the bat, we are not pals. He is off my Christmas card list. Uh, and then the neighbor right next door to us, she fed the deer. Now, this was illegal, and super annoying because we had like 16 deer that would come around and they would eat everything. I mean everything. So we had, I, had, I bought plants. They said on the plant, deer will not eat this. They lied. Deer will eat anything. Now, I don't know if maybe they just pulled them up and like spit them out. I don't know. But the deer went crazy. And so I hated them. And so that neighbor, I wasn't really good friends with. Actually, we had a youth event one night, and the youth see all this deer, um, and, and they, they go chasing the deer. And she comes out to let me know that, well, if you were really Christian, you wouldn't chase the deer. I was like, well, if you were really Christian, you wouldn't feed them. It's illegal. What are we doing? So I didn't say that. This is my inner monologue coming out. Um, but I lived there for 12 years, and I knew four of the families around us. Four. And that, that is just so bad because I had 30 houses. Now, there was uh, houses that my kids were friends with their kids, so I knew them through that, but we, 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 we were never really neighbors. And so I was, I mean, I wasn't a bad neighbor, right? I didn't have my music blaring at two o'clock in the morning. I didn't start mowing my grass at five in the morning. I'm looking at some of y'all. I know some of y'all are like, I'm going to mow now. It's nice and cool outside. Your neighbors hate that. So I wasn't a bad neighbor, but I wasn't, I wasn't a good neighbor. And so it's, it's important for us to, to understand that. So for 12 years, I, I went through that. And, and when I started thinking about this sermon series, when I really started digging into this, I, I was really mortified with, with how bad a neighbor I have actually been. And so as we work through this series, I want you to hear me. I am not preaching to you. I am preaching to us because I need this maybe even more than you do because I want to follow Jesus Christ in all of the ways that he wants us to, and being a good neighbor is one of us, or one of those things. And so it seems like, uh, maybe I'm alone in this, uh, by a show of hands, anybody think they're a really great neighbor? Okay, we got, we got two. We're going to test that theory. I love, I love it. We're not going to test it today. Uh, some of y'all are like, I want to say yes, because we're in church, but no. 
Uh, so I, I'm, for those that were honest or so those that are not sure, I'm glad you didn't raise your hand because uh, we're going we're gonna to test it. Uh, not today, but through the course of this series, we're going we're to talk about what it really looks like to be a good neighbor. Um, and, but, so it seems like I'm not alone in this and that we all aren't quite as good a neighbor as we want to be, but that doesn't mean we can't be. That doesn't mean that we won't be if we make an effort at it. We're, we're, the interesting thing is we're way more connected now as a people than we ever have been in life, but we're also more isolated than we ever have been in life. We spend way more time inside than we do outside. And, you know, it's, we, everybody, we got Netflix, we got football. Thank you, amen. I'm going to be done on time for the Chiefs. Um, we've got things like that that are, that are going on that, that can capture and, and keep our time. Technology has made it easy for us to be in contact with people, but technology prevents us sometimes from being in community with people. We view our homes as a refuge as opposed to a way to build relationships. We want to be independent rather than interdependent. It's interesting that Jesus was all about community, though. As a matter of fact, God is all about community. A few, uh, a few weeks ago, I got the opportunity to share with Sea Salt um, one, of, one of the things that I love most uh, about the Bible, one of the books in the Bible that I love most is the book of Exodus. It's just this amazing book. Now, some of you, suddenly Charlton Heston is in your head, um, which is cool because, you know, Moses, uh, you know, but but the thing is this, the, the story of Exodus is not so much about the freeing of the people from Israel I, the, that I find so captivating. What I find so captivating is where God is in the story. In the beginning, God is so distant. God is far from the people. But as the story goes on, the people are liberated and they go to the mountain and God moves down onto the mountain. And then God moves down to the tent of meeting and is living in the neighborhood. And if you have your Bibles with us, I would love for you to turn to John 1.14, because we're going to read it in the message version, which, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a super fan of the message unless you're using it with another Bible, because it's not an interpretation of the Bible. It's kind of a this sounds good, and it, it's applicable, so we can do that. Uh, and, so, and, and he wrote it intentionally for that, but I love the way he writes this. He writes, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Moved into the neighborhood. This is what God is doing, and if, if God is interested in that, if Jesus is focused on community, then don't you think it would be a good idea for us to be a little focused on community as well? Uh, our, our great commandment, so throughout this, store, this series, we're going to be looking at a couple of things. One, we're going to be looking at, at the great commandment uh, because that's what Jesus has called us to do. And two, we're going to be looking at the, the parable that Suzanne illustrated with the bananas and the apples. Uh, we're not going to do both of them today. Today, I want us to, to listen to the words that Jesus spoke in response to a question that was posed to him. And he says, uh, what, what, what is the most important? He's summing up the Old and the New Testament with these words. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. 
There is no commandment greater than these. He, he goes on and he says that all of the law and the old all of the law and the prophets hang on these two things. These, this is our marching orders. We call this the great commandment. This is what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to be about, and who as a people we are. And yet, when you hear my intro, you see that I was not so in the 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 focus of how to be how 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 can I be a good neighbor to my actual neighbor, and I, I want to put this out there. It is impossible to love your neighbor if you don't even know your neighbor. That's, that's pretty heavy stuff right there for me, especially because it, living in the, in the place that I lived, um, it, was, it was just, diff it's difficult for me to think through that because I did so poorly at it. Now, when I, when I got to go to, to Ghana, Africa, we were doing uh, wells uh, building water well. Well, we were scouting for where water wells could go, and then we hired engineers that were local to do the digging and do all that. Uh, I noticed something interesting. This sermon series would not be very helpful in Ghana because I think in Ghana, they have a step up, uh, a leg up. They are way more advanced at neighboring than we are. Uh, you see, their houses, when you drive down the road in America, even, even uh, down the street from us, you know, we have house, front of house, front of house, front of house, front of house. The yards are pristine. Everything looks good. Well, not all the yards are pristine, but some of them are pristine. Some of them I'm very jealous of uh, because they have time to do that. But all the houses face out. In Ghana, they have this round... Um, sweet. I don't know what's happening. All right, Lord, come speak. Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, they, their, their houses face a courtyard. And in the courtyard, they're, they're building, uh, they, they, that's where they, they prepare their meal together. They come as a community in this little neighborhood that they live in. They, they, they prepare their food right there. And it's, it's super awesome because they don't, they don't wait. You know, if, if you're crazy cousin Eddie, right? Um, yeah, that's, that may be a quote from a movie. But if you're crazy cousin Eddie uh, and, and you're part of that family, then you're part of the family. If you're not really a member of the family and you're in that housing unit, they're going to treat you like family because they take neighboring very seriously. They work together in this way. So this message is, is lost on my brothers and sisters in Ghana. Um, but if we want to take back some of what neighboring was... Because I'm sure that some of us remember the good old days when, when neighbor would come over. And really, now, if I went to my neighbor and said, hey, do you have a cup of sugar? That would be weird. People are going to be like, price got it right down the road. Why do you want my sugar? You know, it's crazy. Maybe I shouldn't have used sugar. But um, it's the same thing. So if, if, we're, if we're looking to, to make a difference, one of the key things that I want us to focus on is what if... When Jesus said, love your neighbor, what if he actually meant your neighbor? I, I, not this effervescent neighbor idea, this thought of neighbor, this, this idea of neighbor, the, this person that, you know, when we read the story of the Good Samaritan, they, we would help that person. Yet when our neighbor has a problem with their garage door or they come and ask us for something, we're a little hesitant. So what if Jesus really wanted us to be good neighbors to our neighbor in our neighborhood? That's, that's a crazy thought. If you're like me, that's like, ooh, 
I got I to gotta work hard to do better at this. And this isn't something, if you're, if you're Christian, this is something that we need to get right. But if you're not Christian, this is still something that we need to get right. We need to be better neighbors. Andy Stanley, who is a pastor uh, of a, uh, a sizable church, um, he says, even if you aren't Christian, this is something you should get right, talking about neighboring. This is something that we should get right. And so all of this has led to... to this story. Uh, my idea was this. I'm going to buy a house. When I move into this area, I'm going to buy a house that I can intentionally be a good neighbor in, that I can, I can focus on my neighborhood and I can, I can see what I can do. And so uh, I'm, I'm moving into a neighborhood and right now I got, no, I got one neighbor because the rest of the houses are still being built. So it's super easy for me. I'm a great neighbor. Uh, let me tell you, I, have, I, am, I am head and shoulders above all my other neighbors. It's great. Uh, so what, what I did was this. I, I, this is my smoker, and I'm putting a fence up because I hate my neighbors. Um, no. <laughs> I'm put, uh, I, there's a smoker right there, and I, I decided on Labor Day, I was like, you know what? My neighbor, I found out, first he's a Cardinals fan, so we got that in common. We're tight. Uh, also, he's got dachshunds. I have a dachshund, and so we're, we're, we're going to be best friends forever. BFFs for the, the young lingo. Um, the lingo of the youth, I guess, is a better way to put that. But uh, so we're gonna. But my, we were out talking in the front yard because crazy. That's what neighbors can do. We we're talking in the front yard, and I said, you know, I, I like to barbecue because they're bringing my stuff. And he was like, man, I wish I had a barbecue pit. I wish I could make 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 some smoked ribs and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, oddly enough, I have a barbecue pit. Uh, it's right there. Uh, and so we're talking, and he loves barbecue, and I like to cook barbecue. Our 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 loves are, are engaged. And so I was like, look, hey, uh, I'm thinking about cooking some ribs on, on uh, Labor Day, so I'll just bring you some. He was like, all right, that's cool. Well, little did he know that I was intentionally going to bring, and if he ever comes to church and hears a story, uh, I want him not to think that I did this because I want him to come to church. I did this because I want him to, to know that I'm a good neighbor. So I smoked, I bought, I bought some ribs and I smoked the ribs and I, I wrapped them in aluminum foil because that's what you do when you finish. And I let them wait the appropriate amount of time. And then I took them over to his house and I knocked on his door and he comes outside and I was like, hey man, I just got done smoking ribs and I would like to let, give this to you and your family. And he was like, wow, a whole, are, you serious? are you sure? I was like, well, there's no way I'm, gonna, I'm just one dude. I cook three racks of ribs. I, can't, <laughs> I can eat some barbecue, but I, I don't know that I can eat that much. And so he was like, thanks. And, and later I got a text from him and he was like, hey man, we had already eaten when you brought those over, but I, I just want you to know I ripped those open and I cut them up and they were amazing. Thank you so much. So my, my point is, maybe you don't need to, to watch and binge watch that next Netflix show or that next TV series or whatever. Maybe you don't need to sit inside and polish the silver that you have for the guests that are going to come at Thanksgiving. Maybe you can go outside and interact with your neighbor in a new level, on a new, in a new way, on a new level. Uh, take cookies. If you haven't talked to them in a while, take cookies, or ribs. Ribs work really well, I found. Uh, take, take something and, and just try to be a good neighbor, because you don't know what really they're going through if you don't have a relationship. So the garage door may shut, and they may be going in their house, and may be sitting there, and, and they're depressed and alone, and they just want somebody to tell them that, that they're worth something. And so Mr. Rogers said this. He said, everyone longs to be loved. 
And the greatest thing we can do is to let people know that they are loved and capable of loving. And I, I really, I said earlier, I love that because I get to say love three times, but I, I, I really think that there's something to what he's saying there. Everybody wants to be loved, and it's important for them to know that they're capable of loving because that relationship grows and, and you're able to find a sense of self and a sense of who you are. So God chose to move into the neighborhood for us, not because he needed us, but because he loved us. So what if God has sent us into the neighborhoods we're in, not so that we could pick our neighbors, but because our neighbors could learn something from us or that we, gasp, could learn something from our neighbors. Maybe there's some way that we can connect, that we can grow, that we can understand who we are a little bit better. Maybe there's something going on. I want to caution you here before uh, you get all gung-ho. My hope is y'all are like, come on, go be a good neighbor. Uh, I'm going to caution you. The desire to be a good neighbor is not so that you can get them to go to church. It's not so that you can borrow their jet skis. It's not so that, that may be personal experience, it's not so that anything, the reason that you're a good neighbor is because Jesus said, go be a good neighbor. If, if, if you are a neighbor to somebody of a different faith or somebody that thinks the church is dumb or somebody that is far from Jesus, go be a good neighbor. Love them where they are. Not so that they can get to know God. The, the ultimate hope is there, but we don't, we don't convert people. That's Jesus' job. We just go and love on them and make a difference in their lives. And so my hope would be that we can do that. And, and what would it look like? What would it look like if in our homes we took neighboring seriously? What would that, what would that change in our area? I, I want to I close with this example. There was a, a, ch a group of churches in the Denver area that got invited to come and talk to the mayor. And they, they go to the mayor and they're like, hey, the mayor wants to talk to us. All right, you know, this is great. It's in, we're going to have this whole church and state conversation. We're going to be able to figure out how we can help the city. And the mayor said, we want you to teach people how to be better neighbors. Now, as a church guy, this hurts. Uh, as a pastor, you're like, man, I would hope that that's not supposed to be up yet. But as a pastor, I would hope that, that, you would, that we would already be pretty good neighbors. And so they, they took this back and they kind of used this as a rallying call. And they wrote a book about what they did afterwards called The Art of Neighboring. And, and what, uh, what they did was they intentionally took back neighborhoods for Jesus so that they could be good neighbors. Not so that they could bring people to church, but so that they could be good neighbors. And they had a conversation later with folks at the mayor's office, and they said, I, we can't prove this, but it seems like after y'all started this, there was a radical change in our communities. Here's what they noticed. 70% fewer calls for neighbors with things like, hey, my grandmother can't get out of her house, and she needs somebody to come and shovel the driveway. 70% of calls like, hey, we, we are not able to, to get the garbage can from the garage to the street and back to the house. Can somebody come and help us with that from the city? Because neighbors started taking care of one another. 
And friends, my hope is that this is something that can spread like wildfire, that can go and do some crazy things. So for the next few weeks, I want you to be thinking, who is my neighbor? Who really, I mean, who is my neighbor that lives right around? Who is really my neighbor? Not, not, not this idea. And start making a list of how you can become better, better acquainted. And we're going to go through some of this uh, later on. The second thing is we have some amazing opportunities coming up for us as a community. Um, I, I, I just left on uh, Thursday of this week, or Wednesday of this week, I had an opportunity to meet with the principal and vice principal at West and some other folks, uh, West Elementary. One of the things they would love for us to do uh, is to provide folks that have some time, like 30 minutes a week, 30 minutes a month, that they could come crazy and sit with students and read to them for half an hour. I don't, any, anybody in here that's like, oh, I can't read? Because we can, we can work on that. Um, everybody else, we could go and read. We could spend some time loving on the students where they are, and not because we want them to come to church, but because we want them to experience what it is to be loved and to know that they're capable of loving. Thanks, Mr. Rogers. The second thing is we can go to the least of these. Least of these normally is during the day or it was Wednesday night. They've started a Thursday night deal. We've partnered, a buddy of mine is the pastor at Ozark. We've partnered with them and we're saying, hey, we want to come and, and we're going we're gonna to run the, the show and, and do the, the food service on there. So this is, here's what you do. You get a list of groceries. You get a shopping cart. The groceries are there. You're not buying anything. All you're doing is putting stuff in a bag. So if you've ever gone to the grocery store, you're qualified. Even if you're four, you're qualified. Four-year-olds maybe more so because they just keep putting stuff in. That was my experience. So this is, this is an opportunity. Fourth Thursday of every month, we're going to go out there. And, and I would love for it to be us in Ozark, and we just take over the whole thing, and we do an amazing work. We also do Care to Learn. Care to Learn is every Wednesday we're packing backpacks. Now, I, a lot of you already do that. And, and thank you, Jesus, for, for doing that. But this is an opportunity just to care about our neighbors by packing backpacks and, and filling them full of food so that students can have food over the weekend. Now, here's the last thing. And I didn't make a slide for this because I didn't know where we were going until earlier today. But I want to invite you. I, I like football. I really do. I know some people don't like it. Y'all are weird. Um, but <laughs> on Monday is an epic event that happens once a year, and it is the first Monday Night Football. If I would have thought about it, I would have had the sound. Dun, 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 dun. It's like it gets my heart and my blood going. I love it. Um, so this Monday, they, they have two Monday Night Footballs, that, that are two games on Monday Night Football. One starts at 7.30 and one starts at 10.30. I am not going to make it that late. However, uh, I would like to invite us all. Let's go. We're going to go to Big Whiskey's in Nixa. Uh, and we're going to go and watch the football game together. Invite your neighbor. See if they want to come and watch Monday Night Football. What better way to, hey, you want to go to Big Whiskey, have a burger, and watch Monday Night Football. What a great opportunity to come and just hang out. I'm inviting all of you. I've invited my neighbor. So if Jared is there, you can be like, oh, you're the guy with the ribs, right? Don't, don't do that. Um, but it's, it's the opportunity that we have. So I want to invite you to be a part of that, and I want to invite you to think seriously about how different this world could be if we really loved our neighbor. Let's go to God in prayer. Holy One, you have called us into a relationship that is overwhelming. 
You love us when we are unloved.